all good. We're good? Okay, we're all good? Okay. Welcome to the Brand Ballers Podcast, where it's all about learning to build a brand that people understand. Hey, so we're going to kick off a new series on unexpected ways that companies have used to build their brand. And we're going to cover four different topics over four different episodes here. The very first one is breaking the rules, finding your own way. And the second episode about this is uh, is Mike actually going to talk about unexpected ways that he built his brand. And in the third episode of this, it's going to be me talking about something that I did for my brand. And then finally, number four, we're going to say, now what? And we're going to give some suggestions to do the unexpected. So in this week's episode of the Brand Ballers podcast, we're going to kick off the series with how companies have built their brands in unexpected ways. And we're going to talk about breaking the rules. So let's talk about the importance of breaking the rules when it comes to brand building, Mike. (laughs) Sounds good. What do you think got us to even think about doing this kind of episode about breaking the rules? Um, I guess uh, because we had no other ideas for this episode, for the series. But I think it was just, I think every company that that we like or whatever, I guess there is something about them or things that we've experienced or things that we've done that we thought, oh yeah, that's a little bit different or that's cool. And maybe we're inspired by those companies. And so... Maybe that's where that came from? Yeah, that could be it. I think for me, what the about the topic, because I'm trying to work on a you know, a couple startup ideas, we've been running into this thing, well, you know, people wanna ask, like, well, why do this? Or, you know, it doesn't make sense, or don't you already have so many there's so many competitors, it's already a saturated market. And it got me it got us thinking about this sort of well, I guess that was always the case, right? And so a company eventually had to try something a little bit bizarre or different. And then they, you know, come out as a winner. So I guess that's where we're kind of thinking right now. And, it, and I think that's what drove, drove me uh, to be interested in talking about it. Yeah, and I think I was looking at people on YouTube as well who have built their own personal brands uh, just by making videos, right? And I think that kind of helped uh, for me as well. I think that, that was kind of inspiring for me because I look at them and think, oh, yeah, that could be anybody because they're just doing something that they really like and other people seem to... Uh, be in tune with that as well and yeah they built their brands that way too so it's yeah I guess that that's the other thing that it came from all right so let's learn about how breaking the rules can actually be good for you all right so the very first thing is that basically we think and you and I both think that every idea has some sort of chance to succeed Uh, but the thing is if you do what everyone else tells you to do or what others have done in terms of building your brand or starting your business or whatever it might not necessarily work out for you. You know, it's not always the case where you have to do everything by the book. There are many, many cases where people have done things, you know, outside of the normal, I guess, conventional rules, and they've succeeded. Not breaking any, like, laws or anything like that. And that's not what I mean by, by you know, going outside the rules, but at least doing things that are not normal. Um, as an example, there are a lot of, like, smaller, like, hamburger places in the U.S. that have developed this really huge cult-like following, right? Like, you know, even like White Castle from that movie. What was that movie called? Harold and Kumar's... Oh, yeah. What was that thing? White Castle, wasn't it? Yeah, they were, they were like going to White Castle, like this whole big thing about White <laughs> Castle. I'd never heard of White Castle until I saw that movie, right? <laughs> so places like that, and In-N-Out and whatever, that have developed this big cult following just by doing things a little bit differently, I guess. Yeah. Actually, I remember the Seth Godin uh, talk. So the very first talk, it was like a TED talk I saw of him, and that would inspired me to kind of follow him, stalker-like, you know. Um, what is, he was talking about the guy that created, uh, what do you call it, uh, sliced bread. So you imagine a long time ago how no one was slicing their bread, like, or they were just giving baguettes everywhere. And then someone said, I'm going to 
make a flat version and make sandwiches. I have no idea. I'm totally making this up here, but but yeah, but that was like, but for the longest time, people were like, oh, this is never going to work. Who's going to buy flat bread that's sliced? And uh, it's in my... Yeah, uh, who knew, right? Yeah, it's in my kitchen right now. So, okay. So anyhow, uh, that kind of brings me uh, to like the point I wanted to make about just being able to fight against the negatives and you know when it comes to doing stuff breaking breaking rules and stuff you're always going to have criticism and like why would you want to do this um, so two examples I think about today are like Uber and Airbnb so you these are like big businesses now but when they just started you could imagine people saying like who would want to stay in some stranger's house or who would want to get in the car with someone who's not a licensed taxi driver, like just some random guy with his own car. Um, so when they first started off, they were kind of crazy. And I actually found that um, so that guy on uh, Shark Tank, uh, Mark Cuban. So he's a big investor. Uh, apparently, he had the chance to invest in Uber, and he didn't. He didn't. So oh yeah, he didn't think it was a great idea. And that's like a guy that a lot of people look up to now, thinking he's really smart. So he even says it's one of the biggest mistakes of his life. Uh, so. Fast forward to today, uh, after a few years of, of these uh, companies being in business, I was just listening to the Freakonomics uh, podcast, and they were talking about how Uber is almost the ideal business model uh, that other companies uh, could follow, but more as like in economics, when, when economists think of what's a good uh, business model of fair competition and uh, demand, it seems that they've figured out something that's yeah way better than everything else. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool, actually. I didn't realize that they were so big in that in that sense of, you know, having that ideal business model. But the way you just explained it, yeah, that totally makes sense. Cool. And I think that goes into our third point. The third important thing is adapting. And, you know, just like they've done to adapt to different markets and different uh, demands from the market, it's also important that you find your own voice. You adapt and find your own voice so you can stand out amongst the crowd somehow, just like Uber and Airbnb have done. Uh, and another example that I quite like was uh, Seth Godin, who you mentioned earlier. Uh, his daily blog is really interesting because it's so short. Mm. It's every single day. It's so short. And yet that's not what experts or so-called experts say is the ideal length for a blog post. They always say you got to have at least like 300 words and, you know, whatever. You got to have like a lot of pictures and all this other kind of stuff. And he has nothing. He has just like, you know, four sentences, right? <laughs> and they're not like long. They're like four or five sentences, sometimes even less than that. And he has no pictures. He has nothing, right? And yet he is hugely, hugely successful. Yeah. I, I like something about the way he does it. It, it. He like talks about there's no formula. He's like, there's just, I have a thought and I just let it go. And sometimes it's, it's really quick. <laughs> a quick tinkle. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it's really, yeah. But he also has, I mean, he's written a bunch of books as well. So he definitely has an idea or you know, some things he wants to just expand upon. So I think it's pretty cool. And he kind of, yeah, especially when you're just starting out and you're trying to figure out this game and how to fast track your, you know, what should you be focusing on? It just seems like you can easily get focused on, okay, these guys are winning using this formula, so I should follow it. And then, uh, you know, to be honest, from experience, I've tried it and I don't think it really works. And uh, someone's, is someone calling me or you? Calling you. Oh. Oh man, now I have to edit this. Point that I was trying to make about uh, trying to follow someone's formula, does it work or not? 
uh, I've tried from from my personal experience. I've tried following people that I thought, hey, that looks good, and they're winning. Uh, so I followed it, and it didn't work out for me. And so I find, you know, just spending more time on just trying to figure it out myself. You know, it's kind of funny. There's like a thing of of confidence that, and and just sort of like my own way, my own tone of voice. It just seems like it's, you know, it's coming together better. And uh, I think that's like a good thing to think about. I think so. And actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was just reading this thing called like 95 theses of like um, thesis of uh, of Internet marketing or something like that. It came out like before the Internet was really popular. I'll send you a link, but I'll put a link to it maybe in our podcast. But one of them was about conversations that markets are all about conversations and that how you how you know, it's, it's your tone of voice and the way that you speak, which is the most important thing and that markets are going to be smart enough that they're going to know when it's inauthentic or when they're, they're going to know when it's actual human voice. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why, you know, for you, if you use your own voice uh, to do it, then I think that's where you can say, oh, yeah, that's the way I do it. That's why it doesn't work if I do it, you know, uh, according to somebody else's way. So, yeah, yeah. that totally makes sense. <laughs> so let's get to the action steps. Okay, what's number one? You want to go, or is that me? Okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do okay. it. Uh, okay, so the first action step is to identify a niche or highly targeted group of customers. So you can ask, how are they not being served by traditional brands? And th- I don't know if this is the greatest example, but like those big and tall stores, because I don't shop at those stores, but you know those big and tall stores, they serve a very, very specific market, right? You don't go in there unless you're big or and or tall. <laughs> well, it used to be the style. It's where the... Shirts that go below your knees, but okay. I still see kids doing that. I still really? see some kids doing Things that. Things like yeah. becoming tight over here. So, right. yeah, <laughs> it's true. Show the booty, but okay. All right. So from from my position, with just trying to develop business uh, position, uh, I think what you could maybe do is just listen to people, hear what they're trying to do, and see if you can actually just come into the conversation and say, "Hey, I can do it for you." Uh, so this kind of brings me back to my example of. When I started uh, web design, uh, I was interested in web design, but I never built something for myself or for other people. So I saw someone saying that they need a website, and I basically said to them, uh, can I do it for you? And I'll do it for you for free, but if you like it, would you maybe pay, be uh, you know considered paying something? So I ended up making, I think it was like $150 or something. It was like the very, very first website. It was pretty simple. And uh, yeah, it was great. That's completely unexpected. That's sort of breaking the rules. Every web designer should have a website before trying to make business. But I just wanted to see if I could make business without one um, for whatever reason. So, and it worked. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, was, that, was that our second action step that you just, that you just talked about there? Y- yeah. So it's sort of. Oh, okay. That was the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> So his so so Mike just talked about the second action step, which was offering something people wouldn't expect, and uh, there's something maybe attractive about having a surprise. And so Mike just surprised me by going into the second one without without actually you know uh, segueing into it. But anyway, so he I just talked, talked about, about his website. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, the other way that you can do that is to offer more value than the competition. So maybe with your website, you you know you offered more value, and they you know and from that it just kind of led into more and more for you. So mm-hmm. that's cool. So the third thing is with breaking the rules, it just comes to, you know, don't fit the mold, uh, you know, make your own mold. And what I mean by that is 
Uh, Leaving the bread out. Leaving yeah. the sliced bread out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's no, there's no one formula to doing business. I think we've both learned through trial and error over the years that, like, you know, you can, you, can, you feel hot one day and you think you can go forward with it, but actually you got to pivot. And, and that's what business is. And so I think it's just like this idea of breaking the rules. It means just be flexible, just try something different. The reality is, is it, it's, you know, if you focus on your being unique, uh, delivering something uh, that other people aren't, uh, that can actually be a powerful weapon. And you really develop that skill. Uh, it takes repetition, focus. Uh, it's eventually going to help you out. And it's just all about you know taking those first steps of trying to do something that other people aren't doing. Cool. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, I think. That's a pretty good example of someone who does that, right? Yeah. So the guy's F-bombing all over the place, and it's you would think that that goes against being a professional, uh, or a lot of people would say that. Uh, but yeah, I, I like his stuff, and I, it seems that he's doing pretty well. He has the numbers to show. His business yeah, is totally. growing. He's buying new buildings in the New York City. So Something's going on, yeah. Something's good. He's doing something right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Cool. Cool stuff. And that is this episode of the Brand Ballers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get fresh new episodes each and every single week. And please let us know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Thanks for listening to Brand Ballers, learning to build a brand that people understand. <laughs>